Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 318. We are the video game source for you, the casual gamer. My name is Brayton Oski. And I'm Austin Morales. And this week on The Inner Gamer Podcast, we return to Pokemon Snap. Me and Brett played a little bit more. Brett played more and uh, we had a good time. And I jump into RE Village on PlayStation 5 and uh, get the crap scared out of me. So, you know, it's a great time. And for the gaming news, uh, we talk about Epic versus Apple Trial. Reveals some high cost of games to, uh, to kick to kick off their uh, the Epic Store. And we got some uh, interesting news out of Xbox because they're tying into this somehow. And I forget because it's kind of weird. And Brett dives into that. And then Sony now owns Sunset Overdrive, which is also something that used to be uh, exclusive to Xbox. So, woohoo. And for our discussion topic, we have the Summer Games. We run down from this month all the way to August. Some of the games coming out, the ones that we think we'll be picking up and uh, talk about how there's no time. There's never any time. No. Time's always the question. Okay. Let's go. Cat's going crazy. And get cat the- scratch fever. Welcome to the It is May 11th, 2021. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. For first time listeners, welcome to the show. Yeah. We make this podcast for our fans. I'm going to stop being annoying now. Uh, if you ever have any feedback, I was going to let you go as long as you wanted. I know. I, I should have. I should have just kept, kept it going. But um, if you have any feedback, though, about like my awesome voice, you can email us at holotheinnergamer.net and let us know what you think. If you're a return visitor, thank you for sticking with us. We really appreciate you being here, listening to us each and every week. And if you want to make the show better, you can consider donating or simply sharing this episode with a friend. You can visit theinnergamer.net slash donate to contribute. And don't forget to tune in and watch us on... Are we, tw- are we streaming this week? Uh, I'll be there. Cool. All right. Austin's going to be Yeah, there. we didn't stream last week. No, we did not. <laughs> supposed to happen. Uh... And then Cinco de Mayo happened. And then... Thursday, I don't know what the hell happened, but that happened. Let's just say I was very drunk. You're not drunk Thursday. on Thursday? Oh, okay. No, it's no, like, no. damn. The night before, just did it in. Look, damn. I'm not as young as I used to be and uh, can't drink as much as I used to. So you know how it goes. Yeah, I know how it goes. It's, uh, it's a rough time, you know? It's a rough time to be a adult in the world, especially as things are opening back up and, you know, we're starting to get out more and we're like, damn. I can't Damn drink so. like I used to. Yep. Can't do it. But we tell ourselves. Cool. Well, let's jump into the games we've been playing. We got some some two games to talk about. One is a re uh revisit from last week. And then the other one is a brand new game that we're gonna be chatting about. So I'm gonna first jump into new Pokemon Snap again. Uh if you didn't hear the initial introduction to that, you can go back and listen to last week's podcast and find out everything that we said about it. But today yeah. I want to talk a little bit more on how we've expanded into the feature set uh, and expanded the world. And I've now explored, I've unlocked five locations and before I had like two oh, unlocked. Man. So now I have like, five different places available to explore and navigate through. And it's 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 opened up quite a bit. It's pretty cool. And there's some new gameplay mechanics that came to be in the game. So I'm quick. jealous. Yeah, have you played much since the last time? I know last time you played, I've, you played that one mission. But yeah, I got you, yeah, I, I've gotten significantly farther. At least I thought I am now to the second area, the second island. 
Nice. That's, to the forest. Have you yeah. done forest day and night or just day? I or haven't have unlocked night. Actually played the the new area yet. Oh, <laughs> I just damn. got there. Okay. I know. And I was like, yeah, finally. Like, it took forever to get there actually. You have to do like three or four yeah, because you had yeah, it's a level up three or four of the other one, ones, yeah, to level two, and then get to that third Illumina spot that opens Kinda up. Like that, right? I only did that once. I haven't been back. Yeah, but I like how they give you little challenges to to go into each day night of that area, plus the Illuminas to like capture a certain moment, and um, it gives it replayability. Yeah, so I was like, why do I want to go back in there? It's like, oh, like. Like in the fir- the first area during the day, there's these nuts that are on the ground and they're they've been burnt. And it's like, hey, can you capture what what burns those? And I was like, I don't know. Like I went there once. I was like, I don't understand. Like there's nothing there. There's nothing around. Like there's a it wasn't a caterpie. I forgot what the name was. Something's kind of like a caterpie. The red the red prickly one. Mm-hmm. I was like, it, there's no way it's him. At least maybe he was or wasn't there. I can't remember. Anyway, eventually I threw like uh, an apple at it. And, uh, of course, a Pokemon comes down and fries it. And I was like, oh, shit, like, where did that <laughs> thing come from? Yeah. And that was cool. You know, it's it's funny. You were talking about the, uh, the the challenges, I guess, basically. And I literally didn't realize that that's what those things were until, like, I just thought they were just people sharing pictures that were, like, the fake game people and stuff like that. But then as I started reading, like, the captions to the pictures that show up, I was like, no, these are actually, like, things I'm supposed to do. I guess to like kind of achievements uh, in a sense. And I didn't realize that when I was playing through it. And then I noticed a little, little package in the corner of some of the pictures. Um, yeah. So yeah. for, for those that are listening, if you haven't played yet, one of the things that you unlock as you go through it is you basically unlock like a messaging system that is like, Hey, this is a way to connect with other players, other in game players, not like real players, but like the, the characters in the world connect with them and then they start sharing pictures it's kind of like a messaging app basically and they'll start sending you photos and putting like a caption to it like hey did you know you can see this pokemon do this xyz and they show you a picture of it and they are actually objectives to complete because i noticed that i have one out of like 34 objectives completed and i was like okay i guess that's that's what i was missing this whole entire time so now i'm trying to figure out how to complete them but what i've also realized where i haven't solved yet is I don't know if in order to complete them, I think you have to submit the photo to the professor. Like if you get, if you capture the photo of like, say a Pokemon sleeping, that is part of your challenge and you don't submit that photo to the professor and you just like, let it sit there. Um, I don't think you get the challenge completed because I thought I got one. Cause I, one of the missions I have, I'm on the, uh, I'm at this like beach Island now and I had to capture a photo of the executor character sleeping. So I took a photo of him sleeping, but I didn't submit that one as like a review photo. And I still have that challenge uncompleted in the game. Really? So I don't know That's if it. I did it wrong or what. You but failed at life. I guess I did. I mean. I can't remember what I did. Because that was one of the things I was curious too. It's like, yeah, is it just going to fail me if I don't choose it? Because I got a few of them where... I had like three stars. It was either a one star or the three star photo. And I was like, ah, it's such a I conundrum. Choose? You know what I mean? I know. And it's, it's like, like, which one so do I you want to level? This is the hard part about it. Like you want to level up that area. And so you want to submit, you know, your highest photo to get the highest amount of points. So when you cash in all those points from all the photos you take, 
you know, you can rank up. But at the same time, you kind of want to complete your little album of the four spots with each of those Pokemon. So what do you go for? Yeah, I've been going for the higher, assuming my shot is pretty good. I've been going for the higher star rating just because those are harder to capture. But it's if it's just like a garbage shot, like the Pokemon's not facing the camera or whatever, I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm not going to get use that one. I'll use one of the other photos instead. But what's annoying is that I don't have a good definition or understanding of what represents. Like I know like one star is just like you capture the Pokemon. Two star is usually like the Pokemon's eating your food or it's running or it's doing some activity. Three star is usually like it's a it's like a moment in time. Like there's there's certain moments where like like the Wingle Pokemon will like fly by your camera. And I think if you capture it when it's flying by, then you get like the three star because it was like in that moment capture. But like I don't right. know what the hell four star does. And sometimes I get stars that are like labeled four star that don't look like four stars. Four star. I'm like, how are they defining like how do they, they judge yeah. these things? I mean, yeah, I totally agree. It's quite the AI system they have there. Yeah. And I was I was listening to other podcasts talking about like the judgment of the photos, and they were saying like because like one person because like I don't know how you how you play, but when I play, I have been choosing the photo each time, and there's an option where you can have like the the system the game select for you um, based off of I think I think it literally selects whatever it's going to give you the best points for. But I like to pick my own because I I don't know I just feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing. But how do you do it when you go to Professor Mirror to do the photos? Do you let it auto select or are you selecting them individually? Wait, there's an auto select. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't know that. It's a new feature. So if you're in there and you get <laughs> the folders to like go in each Pokemon and like select the photo, the very yeah. bottom there's like a little bar that says turn on auto select or turn whatever on. You press that and it'll automatically select. I guess the best photo from each library or each folder of the Pokemon. So you can just like quickly submit and get points for it. And I heard somebody say that it's like, they basically think that that's the way to get maximize your points is by doing that. But then you don't get the choice in picking, you know, because some shots may yield higher points, but they may be shittier shots for, whatever reason um you know i don't know what it is but there's different reasons that it could cause that so you may not want to keep those photos but yeah i had no idea that was even down there yep yeah that's crazy yeah well yeah i just choose my own shots actually early on i didn't even select pokemon that i had already captured I was like, I already have a one star. Why do I want another one star? And I was like, I am losing points by not doing this. Yeah, because so like you can pick time, a better like, photo and replace it with a higher quality image. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, so, yeah. I wonder, if, I wonder if you could do auto and then like go in and, and change some stuff. That's a good question, actually. I bet you could. I bet you could go in there. Like, it'll auto pick, and then you can go and be like, okay, well, I know in this folder I had a really badass shot here. Right. Because I'd also like to know what it does when you have multiple stars. And that's the thing that's also that gets so frustrating sometimes. Because like one time I I took photos that I had photos for a one, two, and three star shot, but I hadn't taken it, captured any photos or saved any photos for that Pokemon yet, because it's the first time I spotted it. So it's like such a conundrum. Cause like I had one star shots that were so good. 
And I feel like it would yield me like platinum color star for that. But then I was like, I got a three star, which is harder to capture. So right. it's like, do I want to go with the three star? It's a bit shittier of a photo, or do I want to go with this one? It was, it's it's hard. It's drama. It's hard. I mean, it's it's they, challenging. They found a way to make it an interesting game. I guess. Yeah. I am proud of them. I am finding some of the Roblox, like, I mean, it's starting Roblox. to feel a little repetitive. Roblox. Yeah, Roblox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's starting to feel a little repetitive now because, I mean, every island is, it's kind of cool because there are areas, like, they've introduced something after you get past the forest where there's, like, pathways that mm-hmm. you can branch off on. So, like, when you go into one, like, there's actually a split path. So you can, if you identify it, you scan it and discover it then you have the ability to either go this way or go this way, which will give you different shots of Pokemon, which is kind of cool. And then they just introduced a new feature that I just unlocked called, or it's a song. So you can play a song, which interacts with the Pokemon differently. So certain Pokemon will be like, oh, that's cool. And they'll come to you and like do a little dance or whatever because you're playing music. So there's, there's now, so you can like, you know, zoom in, you can throw fruit at them, you can scan them. And apparently the scan also reacts like whenever the scan goes through it, like it makes Pokemon do things sometimes, like certain Pokemon react to it. Really? Yeah. Um, I did not know that. So that was kind of cool. And then, of course, the Lumina ball, and then you have the singing. So you have like five different things you can do now to like in, uh, impact the way Pokemon react to stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So, so pal- palette cleanser, huh? Palette cleanser, indeed. It's a great, um, I'm going to call it a great toilet game. <laughs> I, I honestly haven't played it much on my TV. <laughs> I got you. Well, I never it's, played on my TV, basically. Yeah. It's, it's great for uh, sitting down, you know, doing what you got to do. It's just a nice five-minute run, and you're good to go. We should start the toilet game podcast, because that's basically what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is fine. Hey. You got to get it in where you can get it in. Yeah. What would our, I guess our rating system would be like, do you got to get number one or number two? Number yeah. two is a doozy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's great. Love um, it. You guys cool. love this podcast. You know you do. That's right. New Pokemon Snap, everybody. Uh, I still stand by the fact that this game should not be $60. It should be a $40 <laughs> game. I'm very yeah. upset that Nintendo will not budge on that stuff, but they got me to buy it for 60 so I guess... Kindle, you know, shame little, on me. Little bitch. Mm-hmm. Why won't they change? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, what new Pokemon you know? Snap. Pretty cool. Y'all should check it out. Um, but if you can somehow get it cheaper, go for it. But a lot of cool Pokemon to see. A lot of cool pictures to be taken. Um, I saw a Pokemon rolling down the hill the other day. That was really awesome. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. And I captured a couple photos of it real fast. And Nice. Went through my photo library like way too quickly, but <laughs> it was very exciting to see that happen. So, um, nice, pretty cool. Anyway, yeah, I got a few photos too that I was like, I like them all. <laughs> yeah. Have you had a the professor like pick like his favorite yet and be like, I love this photo. I'm going to upload it for you. No. Oh, damn. Okay. Maybe he did. I just didn't pay attention. Yeah. Well, it, I always play it before I go to bed. It's pretty. It's pretty clear when it happens because he'll be like. This is my favorite photo. I chose this because of the way you shot it. Um, would you like me to upload it for you online? And you have to select an option of yes or no. And if you say yes, and it automatically pushes it to the, the online gallery. 
and then other people can like your photos and stuff that are like actual players. Maybe. I can't remember. It yeah. might have happened already. Yeah. If you go to your profile, uh, like if you go into the lab and then you go to your profile section, it'll show like you can you can pin photos to your profile. So you can like pick your favorites and be like, hey, I'm an amateur photographer in Pokemon Snap. My name is Brett and here's my awesome photos. And then the ones that Professor selected show up on the right hand sidebar. And he there's like, I think, spots for like three of them. And other players can come in there and be like, damn, this guy's a really good photographer. Look at all these cool shots that he made. Damn. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. Anyway, I'm just I'm just not paying attention to all these features. I'm just like, I just want to take some photos. That's right. That's all you need. Simple, yep. simple and easy. That's right. But um, anyway. Wait, one more thing. Did you know you oh, can okay. like flip around like really fast, like 180? <laughs> Like when you're, no, I did not know that. Shit. Okay, so yeah, because I I forgot about this, but I remember they they showed it like early on. But yeah, if you your directional pad, if you press left, right, or down, it'll do like well, actually, if you press down on it, it does a one eighty real fast. So if like somebody flies by you and you miss that shot, you can like uh, press down on your arrow and it'll like turn you around instantly, so you can like try and capture it still um, when you're moving man. around. And if you press left or right, then it like just quickly moves your camera to the left or the right or forward. So it's a faster way to like move your shutter, so you're not having to just hold the left stick yeah, around to lot. get around. So you basically have full usage of your entire controller. That buttons use, do things. Do you use the uh, motion the, uh, controls? Yeah, I do not. I haven't tried that yet. I should though. I'm kind of curious. It's, it's fun, but it's like there's no acceleration. Like it doesn't know to go faster when you move faster. Oh damn! Yeah, that's kind of yeah. sucks. I want so. that. Anyway. Oh well. Cool. So Austin, you've picked yeah. up a game uh that also starts with an RE, but is not returnal. No. But it's something else. What is this new game? Resident Evil Village. And it just came out. And oh, I've been playing shit. it a lot more than Returnal. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I like Returnal. Um, but it has some humps you gotta get past. Yeah. And by humps, I mean you gotta stop dying because because it's yeah. hard. Because it could be a little difficult. Anyway, yeah. so I jumped into this, and this takes place, uh, the new Resident Evil takes place uh, two, a few years after Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which is also a really fun game. Did kinda you beat has that, Biohazard? Uh, I did. I did yeah. beat it. And it kind of had that um, uh, Silent Hills you know, demo feel. That That's yeah. back. Like You just feel like you're walking around. You get in tight spaces and it's creepy. And in this one, you go to this town. Um, well, I guess I'll spoil the beginning. It's not really spoiled. You kind of get that from the trailers. But yeah, you're starting a new life with your with your wife, and you guys have gone through certain training and kind of moved across to Europe, where you're starting. Uh, you have a child, and you're just trying to forget everything that happened in Resident Evil Seven. And then all of a sudden, uh, your wife gets shot through the window, and there's like a pause, and then all of a sudden, more bullets come, and they tear her, tear her to shreds, basically. And Holy then, you know, shit! The crown, yeah. And then Chris Redfield comes in, and he's like, "We we need your baby, and <laughs> we're taking you with us." And so he goes over there right before like he leaves, um, right before he gets you, he shoots your wife in the head. <laughs> Just like, oh wait, my god! Wait. So for those that haven't played this game, because I haven't, who is Chris Redfield? Chris Redfield's one of the stars members, and he was featured in like 
one of the old Resident Evil games. Uh, I say old. Uh, yeah. a few years, I think it was on the Xbox 360. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil. You know, he's probably farther back in that. At the, he's that he was that game was like the more prominent game that I remember him from. Okay. Uh, so he's kind of a badass. I, I thought he was pretty cool. Uh, he does have a sister, and um, I think right. Uh, sure. Not Joe Valentine. Yeah, I forget. There's a lot of people, a lot of things going on in this universe. Anyway, so he comes, takes you, and then you, you eventually get in this car crash, and it's really dark outside, so you you walk your way through this uh, snow forest, and you can barely see anything. Like You can barely see two feet in front of you. And there's noises all around you, which is like part of the game. Like You always hear stuff happening around you and scary moments, and then you stumble upon this village, and... Uh, you're looking over this mountainside and it's a gorgeous view. So this is like Returnal felt like next gen. This game like for sure is like feels next gen. When you look really? over and you see everything, there's so much detail. You see this giant castle in the distance and you go into the village and turns out shit has gone awry and there are, uh, uh, what are they called? Lichens in, in the village that are killing people and, Eventually, you get to the castle. Uh, I won't spoil too much. And you find out, well, yeah. You get to meet all the bad, big bad people there. Yeah. And now, now, it takes place all like in the castle, like prim- primarily. Do you, I mean, I, I noticed I saw some shots that go outside of it, but it's like in and yeah. around the grounds of the castle, right? There's no like right. other areas that you go to that's outside that, of that area. Yeah. That so I far. Of. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm in the castle. I've gone through the village. The village is very short. And uh, this game can be a little unforgiving because right off the bat, after you uh, you, you get faced with your first lichen and you have a pistol and a knife and you you have to aim very carefully or waste all your bullets and then basically be close to death because these things are legit. And right off the bat, you get half of your left hand ripped off by a lichen. And oh, that's God. what you're left with for the rest of the game. <laughs> it's half a left hand. Yes. Yes. I, there's another part in this game, which I won't uh, go into too much detail. I won't spoil it. But you're going to pull this lever to get out of this, like, kind of uh, lower parts of the castle. And all of a sudden, you hear a shk and someone has cut off your le- your right hand. What the fuck? Yeah, and so you're running around this little corridor from this person who is trying to kill you, and you have you can't pull out your weapon to shoot them <laughs> because you're, <laughs> you're right handless. So are you going to get there. your hand back, or do you know yet? You get your hand back fairly quickly after that. Uh, okay. It is it's, it's video game fantasy logic, I, I guess. You pour like medicine on your hand, and it reattaches. <laughs> exactly right it's like not, brand new it's like it never happened. Not expected to happen you know? exactly yeah. yeah so there's a there's a there's a good amount of like you know many little exploration finding stuff there are crates you can break things like that um you start off with a pistol a knife then you get a pistol and then you get a shotgun pretty early on and you can find money that you can go to a trader and buy stuff upgrade it's your guns big fat upgrade, dude, right? yeah that, that guy your, is like silly to me. Like that, that is just very like, silly. It's just like the thing that, like, who is he? Like, what? Like, what's? How does he? He's get, a traveling salesman or wow. a tradesman that just That's like it. hangs out inside this castle. 
Yeah, like you first you meet him outside the castle, and then he's inside the castle, and he's the comedic. If you don't want to be killed, uh, or if you just want to break from the game, you kind of go in there, and it's all pretty chill, and you can save there as well, in in the room in the castle. And I I had the big uh, uh, vampire lady chasing me, and I went into that room, and she just stopped. Oh, really? (laughs) Walked away. She just walked away, and when she was walking away, I shot her in the butt a few times. Oh my gosh! And uh, you can see the where I shot her in the butt. <laughs> it was um, great. That's funny. Yeah. I was I was uh, reading about, um, or I was watching a video actually of people. Lady Dem- De, well Dimitrescu. That's the lady you're talking about. She's the main character, right? Yeah, the one that oh, she- uh, Alcina Dimitrescu. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was watching a video of somebody who would go up to the trader and they were like, this is what happens when you throw a pipe bomb at the trader and they threw a pipe bomb at him and he actually does react like it blows up. It doesn't kill the guy, but he like reacts to it and like moves away and makes this like, oh, it just like makes this like funky sound. But it's like you just threw a pipe bomb at this dude and he does. They did design a way for him to react to a pipe bomb thrown at him. That's good. But he doesn't blow up or die or anything like that. But there is particle effects and things of that nature that that happen. Nice. I thought it was really funny. Nice. Um, so so far it's great. Like the story is interesting. There's a lot going on here. Obviously, there's vampires. There's lichens. Uh, I like this new take on Resident Evil. I don't know where it's going and how it actually ties into the universe. But then again, the last game was kind of weird too. The the virus that they use and was able to make people into giant things. Let's say, I mean, it's a, lot, a fucking video game, I guess. The, char- the character in Biohazard was new, right? Like, he hadn't been in the previous stories, or this character that's here, too. Has he been yeah, in so Resident he, Yeah, Evil he was... No, as far as I know, he's new to the story. Uh, started with Biohazard 7. Yeah. And so now we're over here to this Is the new one. Umbrella Corps, whatever they're called, part of this at all, or... Like, uh, I don't know yet. Was it in seven? everything's kind of tied to Umbrella in some way or another? Okay, because huh. but maybe they're trying to phase out Umbrella because it's been like the big bad for quite a while. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see what happens when we get there. Maybe there'll be like something in the background. I think that was more of what had happened with uh, Resident Evil Seven or the last one. Okay, they were interesting. Like, the virus came from Umbrella, obviously. Yeah. So. Nice. So, yeah. As of right now, recommend it. Worth oh, it. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like, the story is decent. There's decent puzzles. Wait, it's decent. Funny thing like decent. Decent's yeah. bad. Decent's is, I mean, decent is like a C. I say decent because it's not very difficult to figure them all out. I only oh, had one okay. that was kind of difficult. Uh, and for me, I don't really care too much for the puzzles. I just want to get to the story bits because there are a lot of cool, like, story bits. Mm-hmm. There's one where, uh, uh, Alcina picks you up, the giant vampire lady, and like slams you into the ground multiple times. And I find it funny because she's like, she throws you down, like she slams you to the ground, and she breaks a hole in, in her room, and you come fly, falling through the castle, like multiple floors. She's like, I'm gonna find you. Ah! And I'm like, <laughs> why don't you just jump down and finish him off? She's just toying with him, but, um, and she has three daughters uh, who are pretty creepy, and you find little bits scattered about talking about them and um yeah i haven't fought i haven't 
seen the other three bads. Yeah, oh, I take that back. So uh, one of the guys early on, Carl Heisenberg, uh, he's in charge of the Lycans, and he sends you through like a little maze where the Lycans are chasing you, and you have to survive somehow. So is the lady, whatever her name is, is she like the equivalent of like the big thing that like follows you around all the time? Like in the other, like I forget what it was in two and three or whatever, but there was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. She's kind of like that. Okay. Huh. Because after you get, after you break into her room later on early in the, I think it's part three of this, uh, she starts following you around. <laughs> okay. That's kind of just like, she's Oh like shit. Out. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So it, this this one is. So do you feel like like I think when we talked about Returnal, you were like, oh yeah, it looks really good. But it, I don't know if it was. I don't remember if you said it felt super next gen, other than like maybe you did. I don't know. Did you? Did I did. You I did say okay, it was next you did. gen. Does this one? So this one also. Does this one feel better? I mean, I guess it's it's different. But like, does it? Like for me, yes. Does this wow does you? Feel better. Like like yes, beyond it did belief. Wow like holy shit, I didn't expect it to look this good. Yeah. Okay. Like with Turner, I was like, wow, this looks next gen. But this was like, damn, this looks next gen. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I Man, I, I want to see it just to like. Should. Just to Might see have to come it. over. Yeah, I know. Because I'm definitely not going to play it because these things creep me out. I don't want to get creeped out. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Just not, not, not my cup of tea. I'm not, I'm not as creeped out anymore. Okay, so the the last one was more creepy because you're in like an old Louisiana house in the forest, middle of nowhere, basically no light, and it was more like ghosty. Yeah. This one has more daylight, just more uh, like evil-looking, deadly creatures who come after you, which is its own kind of fear. You said you put about six hours into this? I think so. Man, so according to how long to be... This game's main story is averaging only eight and a half hours. Really? Eight and a half, ten Dang. if you do the extras, and the completionist is twenty. So this is a very short game. I'm kind of well, maybe surprised. I haven't put that much hours into it. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I mean, who knows? Maybe you're getting close to the end. You don't like. Yeah. I, mean, like, I haven't even seen. I haven't even faced. Well, there's a uh, one, two, three. There's five bad baddies. I've seen one, haven't killed her. I've seen actually I've seen two having I've seen them all, but I've faced one, haven't killed her. Okay. There's three others I haven't killed, and then there's like the main person, Mother wow. Miranda. So well yeah. oh, I haven't even seen Chris yet. I'm still trying to find my baby. <laughs> they took my baby. Fuck man. That's crazy. Cool. Well, I'm surprised it's so short. I think the last one was short as well. So, yeah, it's kind of nice, though. Like, I wish more games were like that. Yeah. Short, really solid experiences, shorter, solid experiences. Like when you get these games, it's like, this is a 60 hour game. I'm like, damn it. So long. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely more of a fan of the shorter ones these days. Yeah. There's a lot in the tunnel. Like at least like with Eternal, I, I know I have to put in a good amount of time and it gets a little frustrating yeah it's like like me playing that valhalla game 87 hours later yeah a little bit long (laughs) a little bit long yeah well cool anyway well awesome that's exciting everybody revillage 
is what I'm calling it, even though it's actually Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil 8 Village or whatever. Let's just call it Rivillage. And Why not? It's pretty great. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for the games we play this week. If you want to play games with us each and every week, you should join us in our Discord channel. You can check out that link in the show notes. If you all like what you hear, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our video game news. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. It is time for our video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. If you want to get involved in this week's segment, you can send us a question or comment. Hello, net, and we will talk about it on next week's podcast. Yes, so we are here to talk about the big one, the big kahuna, some crazy insights that just came out with the Epic versus Apple trial. Austin, have you been keeping up with this stuff in the last week or so? No, I've heard about it, but I haven't really even cared. Oh, well, it's very, very enlightening. It's very interesting. All right. Enlighten me. Um, so what has been coming out is obviously because they're in a trial, they're having to reveal um, documents and transactional history and things of that nature about different things as they go back, back and forth and battle it out to see who inevitably comes out on the top. So in that, some documentation that came out is the prices that Epic was spending with their Epic Game Store for exclusivity rights as well as their free games that they were giving away, what they were paying to obtain those games. And the information is really, really interesting. So uh, according to Kotaku, um, one of the things that they were doing for the first, I want to say nine, ten months. So uh, from the launch of the Game Store all the way up until September 2019, they brought out, there's a document here of the games that they release for free. So like every month they're releasing like two games for free. And they talk about uh, when it started, uh, the buyout price, so basically the cost to get it, um, how many uh, new Epic accounts were created from it, and then it talks about basically the the, the UA cost, which is the, um, the, the user acquisition cost. So what did it cost per user with this buyout cost to have this game and how much, how much did every new Epic account cost them? So, okay. Okay. Some of them are like super cheap, like the cheapest one, surprisingly, uh, Kosh media was like Metro 2033 redux. They just gave it to them for free. They didn't charge anything. They were just like, here you can have it for free. And they were able to put that on their store for free. And with that, they got 169,000 new accounts that signed up because of that free promotion. But then there's games like, uh, for example, like some smaller indie games. Like here we got uh, The Last Day of June, which is a little small indie title. That was a $75,000 buyout price. So basically they said, hey, we're going to give this game for free, but we're going to compensate you for it. So here's $75,000. And in that, they got uh, 50,000 new accounts which was a dollar 48 per user to basically buy that out, which could be kind of cool. Assuming these people like stick around and the other stat that they have in here is the percentage that were new to Epic. Um, so the cost of the, uh, like new to Epic generally. So like they may not like basically they have a account of some kind somewhere, but they haven't in- set up an account with the Epic game store. I think is how that works. I don't know. Um, but 
what's really interesting is how much they paid for like top level stuff. The most that they spent was to get access to Batman Subnautica. Arkham. Batman Arkham. Oh. Well, almost Subnautica too, actually. That's actually a big yeah. one as well. Subnautica and Batman Arkham were the top. Batman Arkham was $1.5 million to get that to give away for free from or on like 919. So for like, I don't know how long it ran for, I think a month. But it was, it was actually ended up because of that, they only charged or only paid $2.44 per new user because they got 613,000 people to sign up for that. So that actually wasn't a bad deal. Um, and same with Subnautica. That was, Damn. and I think Subnautica was actually like kind of made famous through like uh, in a way because of this this deal because they got a lot of new accounts for that. So you got eight hundred thousand new accounts, but it cost them one point four million dollars to uh, get those rights. But it's just crazy how much they were spending on this stuff. Like yeah. Mutant Year Zero, which is a game that I've hardly even heard of, they spent a million dollars for. So yeah, yeah, that's like yeah. Enter the Gungeon got seven hundred thousand. Yeah, like just and, looking at how much they paid and how many people actually subscribe. Like Hyperlight Drifter, they only paid two hundred thousand. They got one hundred fifty-two thousand accounts off of that. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, then there's Metro. They paid nothing. <laughs> they got one hundred sixty-nine thousand. Yeah. So in, in in reality, though, like these numbers are really huge, but. What's interesting though is it does show that because like whenever you buy ads and stuff like that, like you're paying yeah. price per click. Like when you like pay to do a Google ad or whatever, you they have a CPC amount, so it's the cost per click. So how much are you paying to get a click for a keyword phrase? In this case, they're looking at the user acquisition cost for each user. So in essence, they averaged they got nearly 5 million new users in this period of time that they were running these free games and they were anywhere from dollars to cents per person. So they, at most they paid like, what was it? $12 a person to get this stuff. So really per person, if every single one of those people, people bought one game off the game store, they're going to get their money back because they, I mean, most of these guys are like dollar, two dollar, three dollars per person or whatever. So yeah. it's it's pretty crazy to see just the the businessy side behind all this. Yeah. Um, and just how much it because I mean we were looking at like I thought it was cool when they were doing this, but I didn't take advantage of many of the the deals here. But it's just amazing to see how many numbers, like how much, how many people signed up because of this plan. Dang, inside got eight hundred thousand. Yeah, is that nuts? And Celeste got seven hundred fifty. Celeste, like yeah. that indie game is basically didn't take much to make that. It's crazy, man. But it's yeah, so like good, I though. see what you're saying. Like I, I just would hate to have to run all these numbers. Oh yeah. And you're like, how are we gonna make money? Definitely I mean, not our that. our thing. But they hire I mean, somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is stuff that we do at my job, though. It's pretty fascinating. Like I don't do it myself. But I work for like digital advertising agency. Uh, for those that aren't aware, but I like we we do these things all day, and this is how we figure out how to adjust it. Like somebody gives us like X hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it's like figure out how to spend my money. And we got people that their job is to figure out these things and look at the numbers and the cost per click and how many new people you're going to get to see your advertisement in order to generate 
you know, revenue for the company. So they're like, okay, I'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on you, but you have to then figure out what is your return on that investment going to be before they accept to do it. And then we have to then put it into practice and then hope that we do generate them more money than they actually spent. It's really complicated, but beyond that, uh, they also revealed how much money Epic Games has spent on exclusives when everybody was bitching about the exclusives that they were doing. Because obviously, when they're doing exclusivity, they're paying to have that exclusivity in some form or fashion. So uh, according to PC Gamer, some of this stuff has come out. And as of September of 2019, Epic Games had signed up 105 exclusives for the Epic Game Store, amounting to a total of just over... $1 billion spent to secure those 105 games. Man. That's insane. That is insane. And one of the ones that's in here, that was, uh, I think it, it doesn't show it here, but I think Borderlands was like the most expensive one. And it was like really, really high priced. But I'm just like shocked at how much that they were able to spend on this stuff. Yeah. When's the last time you even opened Epic Games? I'm going to do it right now just to see what it's like. I opened it the <laughs> other day to download, update something. Oh, because I had Civ 4 or Civ 5 or Civ whatever <laughs> Civ it was um, that I downloaded. Uh, I got for free from one of their deals. So I downloaded that. <clears throat> And Interesting. that is probably the last thing that I had downloaded. Every time I open this, it's like, we need to update this, the client. And I'm like, of course, every single time you can't do it in the background. I'm like shit. <laughs> What's technology for? If you can't do it in the back anyway. So um, it's, it's interesting here looking at one of the charts that they have. They have like a chart of from the time that they started this project to like where they are now, they have a chart that shows like the growth rates of, how many new store users they got by day. And the key points to mention here, the first free game was Subnautica. And that was one that was $1.4 million. And that had a huge amount of signups. And then the the peaks that happened is when uh, they gave away Slime Rancher for free. They started a mega sale. They opened access to China. That was a huge jump. Um when Borderlands 3 came out was a pretty good size jump. But then the one that really spiked because everything else was like a good jump and not like a huge jump at like the Subnautica one was. But then when Batman came out, that was like a gigantic jump, which is crazy because that game's still old, but like still people want to play it and download it, I guess. So pretty wild. Where, where, where are you looking at? This is in a PDF that was oh. in that PC Gamer article. It's kind of buried. Um, but... And then daily revenue increased significantly. Like they had a huge, oh, I see, I see. Like the amount of daily revenue that they got from the Borderlands three launch is like, like far beyond like Metro division two satisfactory, this, the sales and stuff like that. None of that compared to like what happened when Borderlands three came out. Yeah. Shocking. It's crazy. Yeah. That that's ridiculous. But if you look at the Batman one, like that's, I mean, is this bat? Wait, what year is this? Uh, slide three. What year is that? Uh, the daily active users. Yeah. 
Uh, that's that's 2018, December 2018 to September oh, okay. 2019. September 20. Okay. Yeah. So is that when Batman came out at that spike? Yeah, that last spike is Batman okay. when they released it for free. Not okay. Yeah, when it yeah. Came out. That was when they dropped it for I free. I mean, damn. That's yeah. crazy, though. That is crazy. That that many people want to play that game for free. Yeah, it's so old at that point, right? Wild, but hey, it's free. But hey, then you yeah. know you got to think about how many people out there like haven't touched <clears throat> any a lot of these games, and they like wait for like the free sales and stuff like that, and like may not play it until like three years later because they just don't want to yeah, pay for true. it. Like, yeah. man, it's kind of wild. So I. Never open the Epic Games Store thing. I mean, I guess if you have, uh, what do you call it, Fortnite, you're going to be opening it all the time. Right. But, I mean, to see this, like, this is what brings in all these people. Like, that's crazy. Well, I already have most of these games, so there's really no reason for me to get it free. Yeah. Like, unless I want to have it over here. Well, it made sense to get a free game over here was when we could all play something together and other people didn't have it. Right. Or not even that, because we can just play, we can just cross play. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't they bring back Battlefield? Like a bunch of people got on it because it was free to play on Epic Games. Oh, sorry, not Battlefield. Battlefront. Battlefront. Yes, you're correct. Crazy. That made man. a big deal, too. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Just thinking. Pretty cool. So, uh, Sony has uh, completed the trademark of Sunset Overdrive, which is really interesting because Sunset Overdrive is a game that was developed by Insomniac way back in the day in 2011 with Microsoft. And then they ended up retaining the rights to Sunset Overdrive IP um, after that process. Um, and now Sony has been has purchased Insomniac, and they're a officially licensed Sony studio. And they also were able to obtain the rights to the IP. So what I'm hoping for is that they bring out another Sunset Overdrive under the Sony mantra label name and put one out because I thought that game was really cool. I didn't play much of it because it was on my Xbox and my Xbox is old, but I thought it had a lot of style and character. And I feel like it's kind of like a infamousy kind of game, but more out there. And I would love to see them bring it back because I mean, Insomniac's just been kicking ass lately with all their games. I mean, between like Spider-Man and uh, Ratchet and Clank and all that stuff, like they've just been putting out gems, you know, across the board. So this one could be really awesome. And I feel like it just kind of got the short end of the stick because it was released on an Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you throwing shade at the Xbox? (laughs) Well, just because like, you know, I mean. Throw some shade at Xbox. I feel like if you're going to release an exclusive, you're kind of sending it out to die if you release on an Xbox. Just saying. Well, hey, man, this goes to show (laughs) exclusives on each of these consoles. I mean, am I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Like, what, do you, what do you mean? Well, yeah, like Sony launches some exclusives and they're freaking badass. And then you have Xbox release this exclusive and no one really heard about it. Yeah, it didn't do super. But it's like, I feel like X, Xbox doesn't do as good of a job marketing their first party like games. That's true. I mean, they're getting better ish. Like even Sea of Thieves, like, I mean, it came out at launch and it took a while for it to pick up. Like bleeding, bleeding. Well, bleeding edge, I guess, wasn't one. But what is the last exclusive that came out on the Xbox platform? 
Nobody knows. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so Sunset Overdrive, pretty cool. I'm excited. Ho- hopeful for that. And maybe it'll come back. We'll see. Speaking of Xbox, they've never turned a profit on any of their devices. It blows my mind. IGN has reported. So uh, it's that always possible? sold at a loss in order to sell services and subscriptions. So in this court case, Epic versus Apple, somehow we're here, and this is also (laughs) revealed, uh, they were a third-party witness to give insight into the gaming market as a console partner. So in the examination, (laughs) yeah, they said... Epic versus Apple, here's all Xbox, dirty secrets, no, I'm just kidding. So uh, the lawyer, or the law person here for Epic was like, how much margin does Microsoft earn on the sale of the Xbox consoles? To which Wright responded... We don't. We sell the consoles at a loss. And he says, just to be clear, does Microsoft ever earn a profit on the sale of an Xbox console? No. So instead, what they do is, uh, you know, they focus on their their services they have in order to bring in more revenue and money and stuff like that. So, uh, but Nintendo, however, does actually make a profit, which is interesting. Sony also takes a loss, but... Nintendo makes a profit, it seems like. Interesting. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. See, this is why they go 1080p. They don't, they're, not, they're not trying to push for that 4K. Bullshit. Ooh, and apparently... So some more stuff that came through here is... Uh, let's see. As part of her testimony, or the rights testimony, other documents from Xbox show some of the company's inner workings including Xbox's analysis of The Last of Us Part Two, as well as companies' expectations regarding rival releases, like how Ooh. they believe that the Breath of the Wild 2 was set to be released in 2020. What? Whoa. That's crazy. What and happened? Xbox oh, says that they really liked The Last of Us Part Two, according to internal document, and they were looking at ways that they could, I guess, you know, do something like that. Duh! <laughs> Yeah. It needs anyway. some freaking exclusives. Seriously. Well, they got Halo Infinite cool. coming out. That's true. That's true. Master Chief is back. It's gonna be great. Are you reading the put on record many of these open secrets? Uh, may, yes. What was, what was the link? Okay, cool. Yeah, I cool, clicked cool. on. Well, no, I clicked on the Xboxes never turn a profit, and then in there there was oh. just like some stuff at the very last part of the article that talked about those added things. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, right after the, the next paragraph is what I was reading. There it is. Yeah. Yep, yep. Crazy, so, man. Pretty wild. All right. Next story we got for y'all. Yakuza has confirmed that turn-based gameplay is here to stay. Nothing Yay. more to say about that, but staying here. And that is that. I don't know why I put this article in here, to be honest, but it made sense when I first got it. I was like, this is really interesting. But I guess because Yakuza has always been kind of like a GTA kind of game, and it's like real-time like combat and stuff like that, up until Like a Dragon came out. And then Like sure. a Dragon went more into the realm of like a Persona game where it had the turn-based combat style. And Persona. Because of this, wait, did I? what did I say? I said Persona, right? Yeah, you said Persona. Oh, okay. I thought... I was just saying it with emphasis. Gotcha. Cool. 
Um, but yeah, so going forward, every game that they produce is going to be a turn-based strategy game, which is kind of cool. I mean, I do like this game. I'm still enjoying it. It's weird and fucked up and stuff. And the combat, there's even an auto battler like option where whenever, like I just unlocked an ability in Yakuza where I can uh, turn on auto combat where it'll automatically just like turn-based combat for you. And then you can you can choose one of three categories of like That's be on the offensive, be on the defensive, or f- emphasize healing, and then just they'll just fight. And I find that to be really funny. Hey, why not? Yeah. So you really sure, don't. Have, sure. So as you saw when you were over here, like watching me play this game with like cutscenes galore, and then now you can also auto battle. Like there's really not much gameplay in this. It's just like you watch videos of people fighting and doing things and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. I Crazy. Could, I could like literally just sit here and just watch it and like work probably and just like enjoy the story. Did you ever play uh, Persona 5 or try it out? No. I've I've got it added to my library since it came with our thing, but or yeah, PlayStation don't, Plus Pass. Don't play it. Not a fan? You won't you won't like it at all. Oh really? You will hate it. Did you like it? I did not. Oh man. I deleted that shit very soon after. <laughs> You're like very anime, which is fine. And then it's basically the outriders of anime games. <laughs> so many like loading screens. Oh my god! Yeah, I could be wrong. It's been a minute, but that's what it felt like. Did you play it on PlayStation Five? Uh, I don't remember what I played it at. Probably not. I, I can't imagine four. I played it that recently. Well, I guess no, you would have had recent. to though, because like you. Wouldn't have bought it, right? No, it was free. I mean, I played it like that. Well, okay, so free. maybe you did play it on PS5 then. I don't, it, I don't think it I don't ever care. came out free on PlayStation uh, okay. 4. Anyway, yeah, that's what happened. Oh, cool. It was awful. Well, that sounds terrible. I'm sorry. It I'm sorry was. you had to deal with that. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for comforting me. You're welcome. I realize I posted this link in here twice, so that's a problem. But <laughs> don't worry, I have it. Okay, I was like, what the hell is this? You're like, what's going on here? This is not, not what's supposed to be happening. So our last story of the day is uh, around Stadia, our favorite thing in the world, you know? And, My favorite. Uh, it's, uh, it's just the best. Stadia is like such an example of like amazing content, you know what I mean? Like amazing product and hardware. So more Stadia developers have left Stadia to go join Jade Raymond's Haven Studios. And <laughs> yes. Uh, so six developers have left Google Stadia to join Jade Raymond at the new studio. And back when she departed, she created the studio Haven Studios. And the name of the studio is... Um, meant to represent the studio's ethos of being both a haven for gaming as well as a haven for developers to work unimpeded. She says, and I quote, it is time for us to refocus on games in all caps in a place where we can practice our crafts without any barriers or impediments. We want to create worlds where players can escape, have fun, express themselves and find community. And we want to pour our passion into a project. We want to make something wondrous for people to experience. Um, so a lot of people have been leaving Stadia because Stadia is Stadia. After they decided to shut down their internal game development studios, everybody was like, okay, deuces. And um, yeah, they still have titles coming out this year, including Resident Evil Village is on Stadia. But 
it looks like this is the writings on the wall are pretty clear. It's Stadia is just about to go bye bye. Yeah. So do not invest your money in any Stadia game because you probably will have that store get shut down and oh, own that man. game forever, like you would with like PlayStation or something like that. That's right. You won't. Man. Poor, poor Stadia. I know. It's kind of a sad. I, I watched the new. Uh, uh, well, it's not the same. Never mind. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a new Amazon movie. Oh, with the one? Creed, the Creed actor in there. Oh, I forgot really? his name. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. And I was like, oh, Amazon. How how much you suck at making video games. Yeah. Like the movie wasn't that bad. Like it was it's a decent watch. I, I'd recommend yeah. it for people I've to been, see it. I've enjoyed some of the TV shows and movies that they've had on their their ser- their uh you know streaming service, but their games could leave a lot to be desired. Yeah. Although I've heard good things about New World or whatever it's called, that new MMO that they're working on. That could have promise. I thought it got canceled. No, it still happened. I thought we covered it saying it was getting canceled. No. That was another Whatever. game that was getting canceled. Whatever. They're all getting canceled slowly but surely. Every uh, every game that they have is getting canceled except for New World. Oh, wow. Good for them then. Happy for them. Um, but it's, uh, it's coming out on April, uh, August 31st is the current ah. release date. Ah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up for our news this week, everybody. If you haven't subscribed to us yet on YouTube, you should check us out at youtube.com slash the inner gamer. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our lovely and exciting discussion topic on the summer of games. You're listening to the inner gamer. Welcome back. Each week we dive into a hot topic about video games. And this week we're going to be talking about the summer of love. No games. The hot, summer hot of topic. games. Hot summer. The hot summer. It's going to be a what blazing hot summer. COVID is disappearing and we got freaking hot ass games coming out. COVID-19. Crazy. Hot summer. Yeah. You won't begin no COVID nineteen. You'll begin nineteen games, maybe twenty yeah. games. I don't know. Actually. Try it. Government gonna pay for it. <laughs> that would be nice. They're like, here's a bunch of money to buy games. Yeah. Please right. go spend it wisely on all the good games. Anyway, so we're gonna talk about uh, some of the games that are coming out for the rest of the summer because uh, we talked last about upcoming game releases back in. Uh, December of last year, but obviously a lot has changed because this is the year that we were right. going to see the effects of COVID um, with all the delays and stuff like that. Because last year, all the games were still going to come out because of the fact they were like post production, but games that were like kind of finishing up production last year that were going to come out this year are now getting affected pretty significantly. And it's just basically become a standard now where like you're getting game delays. So we're going to look yeah. up to up through August. Because um, that's about all that can be relatively confirmed, even though even that could change. But we're going to look up through right. August at some of the, the games that we're excited about coming here in the future. And yes. uh, one thing I want to note is that we do have E3 that is coming in June. So we're going to get a lot of new Everything. announcements. And hopefully we'll get some new release dates for the fall of some kind. Delayed. Delayed, delayed. These games have been delayed, delayed, delayed. All games delayed. What do you think the odds are 
of us getting Starfield this year. Delayed. <laughs> <laughs> I heard they were sending out uh, surveys to people about um, you want Starfield this what year, they, <laughs> what they want and or what they like to do in games. Like, do they like to explore, or do they like to pay money to get things to explore for it? I don't know. That's a bunch a- of random things, but it was interesting. Anyway, Barry, so let's dive into this. Yeah. So looking at uh, the rest of May, uh, we're going to be talking about later on, but we do have Mass Effect coming out this week. Um, we have um, we have Hoods Knockout Outlaws City. Came out today. Hoods and Outlaws came out. Yeah. Um, the big one, though, I think is a Biomutant coming out on the 25th. And that yes. one is is looking pretty cool. Like, I'm I'm very excited about it. I saw a video the other day of some gameplay and that you can like drive shit in here too. Like not only are you like walking around as a little rodent character, not rodent character, but the yeah. little character that you are, like you can like drive like mechs and car things. And there's a lot of gameplay mechanics to this game that I didn't yes. expect to see. Yes. I and agree. It, and it looks cool. I mean, it's supposed to be like breath of the wildish kind of thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. You're just I like, was trying to put words together that didn't come. <laughs> it's kind of going to be like, like Breath of the Wild-ish. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Brain fart. But yeah, That's I heard fine. people relate it to Breath of the Wild in the way of like, you can explore. It's a giant world. You can go anywhere you want to. Can you climb mountains? Like, Take it. Probably. As long as you don't have to like repair your weapon, I'll be fine. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't want to yeah, deal with that bullshit. There is crap. I did see, though, like, there is this interesting thing when you discover things. Like, you unlock, mm-hmm. like, different levels of rarity of items. So, like, you'll get, like, an epic item and a rare item and this and that or whatever. So, they have that kind of system in there, which I didn't expect to see. But I guess you're going to ha- unlock stuff to, like, upgrade your character and your weapon gear and kits and things of that nature. So, that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. But it's all single player. Nice. But Yeah. I didn't realize you can make your own character. Oh, maybe you can't. I don't know. Maybe customize like the look of your character, like the yeah. The they have outfit. a outfit, ca- character creator at the, oh, the front. Okay, so cool. you can have a small head and a big ass body, or tall legs and a small torso. It's I like crazy. it. And and uh, the way you, the way because it's like uh, it's kind of like in Fallout Four when you can kind of drag that little, you know, little dot around the triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want to be beefy or skinny or whatever, and that actually affects your stats. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but huh. this one's a circle. It's not um. Yeah, it's not a triangle. So, yeah. So it's I was not, like, this is interesting. Good. It's very, very interesting. So you could be like really cute, but like you know, not very strong at all. There's yeah. your charisma. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So all right, definitely highly anticipated. Didn't think this would be one of those games. That's right. It would be very anticipated. Do me either. So, but I hope I hope it delivers. That's my day. Day one, my main thing. Day one, potentially, we'll see. Digital um, or uh, or uh, physical? I don't like doing physical anymore, man. I hate having. Yeah, to but you stand can now sell your in. games back to GameStop. I know, but I hate having to stand up and put take the disc out. Yeah, well, that's why you just play one game for a while. Like the other day, I was going to play but Returnal. Actually, yesterday I was going to play Returnal. Yeah. No, it was today I was going to play Returnal. 
And Discord, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll play Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? It's I like, know. shit, I, I know gotta, exactly what you mean. I got to get out of this. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't want to stand up. Yeah. It's like too much work. And then you got to find the disc and like go through all that <laughs> stuff. I'm like, oh, that's just awful. I the disc because it's like <laughs> hidden away from yourself. You hid it from yourself. You idiot. <laughs> I, that's a general statement. I'm not saying it at you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So let's talk about June. So moving okay. into June, uh, we have uh, uh, there's this game called Operation Tango. I don't really know much about this game. However, it's coming out like all the things, and it it's an indie game. All the things, and it looks like you know Austin. We were talking about how we just want Splinter Cell to come out, right? Well, yeah. this is a game where you and a friend can team up as an agent and a hacker to save the world from e- evil forces in a spy thriller. So you are one person's a hacker, one's an agent, and you're working remotely on problems that help aid each other, communicating between the two players uh, and all that jazz in order to carry out an object- series of objectives and stuff like that. So it's mm. kind of like <clears throat> Splinter Cell, but it's a feel-good spy thriller adventure. But you can feel infiltrate, good. You can infiltrate strongholds, hack computers, break into secured rooms, navigate areas with enemies and turrets, um, and solve puzzles and all the things. So, so yeah, this might saying is, hold you over until uh, until Splinter Cell never comes out. What you're saying, <laughs> one of the little comments here was, it takes two to save the world. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, it takes two, because it's like, you know, it's like a man and a woman. Two. I thought yeah. it was going to be like the creators of It Takes Two. <laughs> That'd be funny. No, I don't know. It'd be already brought a new game out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. I think you'll love it. So, you think a lot of things. I know. I think often. <laughs> I think, therefore, I am. There you go. Therefore, I do. <clears throat> so, that's happening. Are you going to get the Elder Scrolls Online Gates of Oblivion? Totally not. Yeah. Remember, we played that for a little bit? It was free. Or, yeah, we, we, yeah, we got it for free. Yeah. Remember, like when we got back into it, like or well, you guys did, I guess, for a hot minute. We like played through some of the story stuff in the yeah, last expansion. I hated that game. So, so you bad. couldn't really like keep up. And we didn't want to help you either. Yeah, I know. Clearly, you, were, you guys were like, "You're taking too long. You're wasting Take my too time." Long, Brad. Just and do this. Like, do that. I was like, "Okay, thanks a lot for being a team player." Gosh. <laughs> and then I just quit because my friends were being mean to me. Sorry. Well, just so everyone knows, Elder Scrolls Online is coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Hey, on that's cool. as well. That's so. exciting. So now just you can in get time. PlayStation 5. I am in June, though, excited for Chivalry 2 after I showed you that trailer last time. That's going to be a fun game. Those of you that don't know what Chivalry, Chivalry 2 oh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. you basically fight each other with swords in a medieval world and tear people apart. And it's like really cool and like battlefield but with swords and arrows and all that good stuff and i think it's gonna be a good game hey good for you that's right i might Aust- wait austin's gonna it, get it, it too it looks intense i'll tell you that it that's does right. look intense and of course you cannot forget one of the probably the the biggest most anticipated games for the playstation 5 this year Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Ratchet and Clank. It's gonna be I'm here. ready for this. It's going to be so good. It looks so good. The it visuals is. are incredible. I'm um, going to have to get a 4K projector by June. 
I'm surprised you don't have one yet. I know. I'm waiting. Does it, does it have HDR on projectors? Probably not, right? Yeah, they will. It just won't look good because, I mean, if you're like, it's not pitch black in there, then you're just, you're screwed. Look, there are ways around that. You can get a gray screen that helps boost contrast during the day. You should just get a <laughs> television. Helps boost contrast in general. You know what? What are televisions <laughs> cost? Because I spent a fraction of the price for a projector screen. That's true. How much was the projector? The projector was five hundred. Oh, that's not bad. And it was like a hundred dollars for the screen. Oh, that's not bad. And it's a hundred inches. Yeah. Huh. That's not bad. I'm telling you. I guess that's pretty pretty decent. But it's ten AP though, right? It's ten AP, but a hundred inches, it looks pretty dang good. Yeah. It's all right. It's not four K. HDR. It's not 4K. Crystal but then clear. again, you're standing like like eight feet away. You're sitting eight feet away from your screen, which looks like 1080p at that that angle. No, man. It looks amazing. <laughs> looks so good. What are we doing here, Brett? What I are we don't talking know. about? We're just going all on right. random tangents and stuff I like for it. all the things. I like it. June 22nd, Dark Alliance is coming out. What is Dark Alliance, you might ask? That is a Dungeons & Dragons game. Did you watch the, the gameplay? Uh, no. That? Wait, yes. It looks... Does I it, don't know what to think of it yet. I remember like they bought the trailer out. It looked like it was like, what the hell is this? I thought it was going to be like a vermin type type thing, but it's not that at all. It, it's almost like Avengers, but like super linear. No open spaces. A few guys come at you or you sit in this room and guys pop up from the ground and you attack them. And there's different characters that, you know, from Dungeons and Dragons lore and stuff. And, it might be fun. It's kind it of might funny be. you say that. It does kind of have like an Avengers-y feel. Right? Except we just don't fly around and stuff. Yeah. It's like a 3D or th- third-person action adventure thing, but it's not a looter shooter, right? It's just like a story. You based, get loot. Or you is get it loot. co-op? Yeah. <laughs> it better be co-op. It's like you can only play by yourself. You have to collect all this loot by yourself. Man. Co-op. Interesting. Oh, yeah. It's four-player co-op slaying. So that could be fun. Four players, yeah. too. It's not just three. It's like four. There you go. Oh, June 22nd. Dark Alliance is coming. And uh, the only other game that's coming out that's worth talking about that month. Well, actually, what is Scarlet Nexus? Is that going to be good? Oh, that could be interesting. No, that's not going to be interesting. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. Big, awesome shit right there. Who's going to join me in Mario Golf? You are. That's right. You're going to join me. Uh, and I'm, not, I'm just talking to you as in like the audience of everybody uh, listening. But yes, you're going to join too because it's going to be awesome. Who uh, doesn't want to play Mario Golf? You know what I mean? That's right. Who doesn't? That, I do. That's some stuff. And it's called Super Rush. Like it's got to be good. I mean, it's freaking Mario Golf Super Rush. That's going to hold me. Like Pokemon Snap's going to hold me over up until June 25th. And then June 25th is going to roll around like freaking right there. Golf. Golf man, you can't you can't screw up golf. Golf is awesome. I mean, what was that game I played? Golf Story. Freaking game is awesome. Like all about the golf life. I mean, golf it. I mean, come on. We're all gonna get golf. Mario Golf. It's gonna be great. Oh god, I guess. You know it. It's gonna change your life. You know it. Cool. Now, as we enter into July, things start slowing down a little bit because we don't have as many release dates because everything's been canceled or pushed back. Um. And I don't really know much of these games here. There's not much. Oh, wait, there's this game called, I don't know, something about The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, I guess. HD, 
So it's like a remaster, kind of, you know, kind like of, yeah. Skyward Sword. Did you play that? Did you play Skyward I did Sword? Did not. No. Did not. So yeah, we don't we don't have much say on that one, but I mean, I guess that's cool that it's coming soon at some point to play through. And then there's a couple of indie games coming out. Where the heart leads, uh, F1 2021. You know, I'm gonna be buying that day one. Like hell yeah, F1 racing game. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Lame. count me in. I mean, like, honestly, yeah. like, look at this list. You have Ender Lilies, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Where the Heart Leads, F1 2021, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, Chris Tales, Neo, The World Ends With You, The Great Ace Attorney. I don't know any of these games except for Skyward Sword. Basically, July is going to be a wash. Good. I can catch up with some of these games. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, I need to. I need to. It's a calm before the storm because... In, in August? In August... <laughs> Freaking shit's going down, man. Okay, okay. Shit's what going we got? down. What we got? What we got? We got we got none other than <laughs> humankind. It's a four X civilization builder. Yes. Looks amazing. Got rims racing. Hell yeah. Looks awesome. I actually don't even know what it is. There's nothing about it. But it's there. <laughs> it's either. But Kena Bridge of Spirits. Kenna. 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 What whatever it is. Bridge of Spirits can be here. PlayStation 5, PS4, PC, August 24th. Hopefully that date doesn't change. But I'm so hyped for this game. This is going to be that game that's going to like like make you pee your pants when you see it because yeah. it's going to look so good. Yeah, you're playing a... Uh, what are those movies? Uh, Pixar, Pixar movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then obviously uh, a new world's coming out apparently... Hell yeah, it is. New World. We know nothing about. There was a beta that came out last year. People said it was really fun. You can pre-order this game? Hell yeah, you can. Wow, 50 bucks? Uh, Deluxe edition? Standard is 40. Wow. Steelbook, 59. Not really. Yep. Get a map, Um, looks like. I know, it looks cool. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's... I don't like MMOs, really, but... You're gonna this get it. This one has some interesting stuff because I think this one has like some ideas, some pretty intense ideas in there that are kind of like really cool, persistent universe kind of things. Yeah, I just searched for New World, and it, the first thing that came up was New World Order. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, Dang it, Google! You're supposed to filter that out. I know, right? Jeez. Um. So it says that fate has summoned you to the shores of Eternum, the Eternal Isle. Overcome the brutal legends of the corrupted and draw battle lines with competing players in the land of danger and opportunity. In a land hellbent on your destruction, what will you do to survive? Strike out alone to forge your own heroic path or band together, fortify, and fight? Um, But it seems to me that it could be fun. You know what I mean? could be fun. Hey, man. If you're on board for MMO, I'm on board. Is there a monthly fee? Don't know. They call it a survival crafting game. It's not disclosed yet. (laughs) (laughs) If there isn't a monthly fee, though, I'm out. I'm done. It's not happening. Well, yeah, we'll have to wait until it comes out. It's not too far away. It's not too far away. There's also No More Heroes 3, which apparently is supposed to be a really good series, but I've never been... I don't know much about it, but I mean, there's a lot of people that are really hyped for No More Heroes 3, so might be worth checking out when it comes. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. That's right, yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. It's whatever. Um, 
But yeah, it's interesting. Like, okay, so looking between now and then, like obviously May is kind of like shat on our faces because of how many things have arrived. Because yes. I mean, I have Wrath of the Druids DLC. You have Resident Evil Village. Uh, we got freaking Hood Outlaws and Legends if you want to try that. And then, of course, there is Biomutant coming out. And then Mass Effect. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Like, like it's going to be crazy. That That is one I actually want to play. Like, to Mass go back Effect? and play all the way through. Yeah, yeah dude. That would be interesting. Because I, oh. I have gone back and tried to play three because Travis had was like a huge like end of that game for a while. Like he'd always go back and play through it every so often. And um yeah. Get to relieve oh. that experience. I read that they have a uh you can turn on and off the Mako uh <clears throat> controls to make them what they were before, which is shitty, or enable them to be better. So if you want to go back and play it the shitty way, <laughs> they have an option, an intentional toggle to no, thank experience you. it the way it was meant to be. No, played. thank you. <laughs> uh, it was pretty good. But yeah, after after this month though, it's like kind of slows down a little bit. We don't have a whole thank lot. God. I mean, there's like one or two games a month. But honestly, it's I mean that's going to keep us beyond busy, right? Because um, we're already busy as well, it is. If you think about it, June's kind of busy too. I thought oh July was one that was empty. Yeah, June is kind of busy. Yeah, well, with Dark Alliance, which I'm probably gonna get, definitely gonna get Ratchet and Clank. Like that's already two. They're coming out decently Mario Golf, close to Super each other. Rush. Yeah, whatever about that one. Hell yeah! <laughs> well, you're gonna get that, so it's gonna be busy. Yeah, July will be a, a, a somewhat of a break because I'm not getting the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I don't think at this moment in time. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't either. August I, in August, I'm gonna probably get new world everything else like i just don't see oh yeah kenna gotta get kenna i mean my hands are gonna be full i'm not gonna lie yeah because like everything i'm getting this month is gonna push into next month which is gonna pile on with those two three games and then and then july there's gonna be two more games it's just there's not enough time brett there's just not enough time no no i um i just hit the uh 28 27 hour mark on outriders um are you still playing that yes i am i, I still just powering through it i've been meaning to point. hit you up but every time i i'm online to play you're working so i haven't yeah. been able to like get you but i'm i think i'm i think me and jason are pretty close to finishing it nice. like i think we're right at the cusp because i'm about to catch up to where he left off and where he yeah. said it got like so hard that he was like i need to play with somebody but it's it's definitely like now that I've gone this far into it, the story is still interesting. There's some interesting stuff that's been going on, but it's like it's really freaking hard for one, and which I don't mind. But what I've learned is that the loot isn't as good. Like it had like a really nice ramp up, and then now I'm just kind of like okay, like I've gone two legendaries this entire time I've been playing. I'm level 27 out of 30. And I feel like I should be getting more better quality loot. And a lot of times when I'm playing stuff, I'm getting like less than my power level of stuff. So that was kind of disappointing. But yes, I am still playing it. So like it. I'm going to beat it. It's going to finish it. Like the other day, it was like, do I want to play Outriders? And I was like, I don't want to play Outriders. Actually, I'd rather play Adventures. But damn. I was, well, if you're going to play Adventures, let me know. I was a good little boy, and I was like, I better play some Returnal because I need to talk about <laughs> that in the podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. Yeah, Today well, I was ever... a bad little boy because I was too lazy to put 
the discount for Returnal. That's right. What the fuck? Damn. <laughs> well, if you do want to play Outriders or Avengers, I, I think I'm ditching Outriders, know. man. Just let me know. I think, I, I think I'm ditching it. Just embrace it, man. It's so good. Gotta embrace it. Story was okay, and then just got really bad. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. That is our look into the summer of games. The summer of games. There is still a lot that's coming, so it's going to be pretty exciting to jump through. I'm just like, I still got to play old games. It's like, when do I got I time to play these games? It's just too many games, man. I listen right. to people talk about stuff, and I'm like, I listen to the people on these podcasts, and I'm like, man, I, I just beat this game or whatever, and I'm like, how did you beat this game already? Like, how do you, like, where do you find the time? I guess, I don't know. Like, you work really long hours. Yeah, I put in 52 hours last week, so that was everyone else does not. That's true. So I guess I could have say. time to play without putting that time in. Yeah. Yeah. And then Maybe I also, the, that's funny though, because then I'm sitting here complaining about that stuff, but I, I mean, I just, I'm about to hit 200 hours on Rocket League. So I guess that's what also happens is I put too much time into Rocket League. Whenever, like when I get time, yes. I'm, like, I'm going to jump on and play some Rocket League right now oh, when I should gosh. be playing another single player game. Yes. But I just can't that's stop right. playing Rocket League, man. I'm, I'm powering through that battle pass like it's nobody's business. I think I just hit 74 out of 90 as far as the battle pass. And there's still like three months left in the battle pass. It's terrible. Yeah. Travis is all about Rocket League right now. He's like, yeah. hey man, we need, to, we need to get like a like a group together and just like be really good at it. And I was like, I don't want to dedicate my time to Rocket League. No, let's do it, man. I, I'd rather shoot do people it. or do it. slay rats. No, it's out. It's Rocket League's better. It's way better. Now, screw you, man. It's so funny. <laughs> like, like you're obsessed with Vermintide in a way that I'm not, but I'm obsessed with Rocket League in a way that you're not. I find that that's very, very interesting. True. Yeah, that's very true. Because I could care, I could give care, I could care less about Vermintide. Like I don't mind it. I know, I know. But I'm just like, ah, do I want to play it again? I really want left. I want Back for Blood. That's what I want. But that's been delayed. It was supposed to be in the summertime. Now it's not here. So very upset about that. But I think when that game comes out, that's gonna be that's gonna bring that's gonna bring us back together. Unify. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of games that bring us back together. But that's one that will hopefully. Hit the nail. I was watching some gameplay of it the other day. I was like, this looks like Left 4 Dead, except way better graphics. But otherwise, it's basically Left 4 Dead. With more shit. Yeah. And yeah. the freaking boss zombies are like awful. All about that. Yeah. So, Why good not? stuff. Sweet, cool. man. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the discussion this week. If you want to contribute to next week's segment, you can join us in our Discord channel. You can check out that link in the show notes. We'll be right back with our upcoming. Actually, I'm not going to say we'll be right back. I'm just going to finish this out. You cool with that? Just finish it out. We're man. just going to finish it out. All right. So, looking forward to next week, everybody. Let's talk about our upcoming video game releases. Obviously, as we mentioned earlier in the summer of games, Shergment, uh, we have one game coming out, and that is on the 14th of May. And that is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming out for all platforms. One person is at is all that stands between humanity and the greatest threat it's ever faced. Relieve, relive, relieve, relive the legend. <laughs> relieve <of> yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> relieve yourself of the legend of commander Shepard in the highly acclaimed trilogy with the legendary edition. This includes all single player based content from mass effect one, two and three. And I didn't know this, but it includes over 40 DLC 
pieces of content. There was apparently a lot of stuff that came out. So basically, this is not just the three games, but it's all the DLC stuff and extra packs and additional, like, just all the things that ever came out, promo weapons, armor, packs, etc., all here, 4K Ultra HD in this game, ready to go. Nice. So, experience an amazingly rich and detailed universe where your decisions have profound consequences on the actions and the outcome. I just can't wait to romance some people, man. That's what I'm my excited body, about. My body is ready. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna change up your uh, your path? Are you gonna be like a freaking renegade, or are you gonna be a paragon? Man, I don't know what I'm gonna be. What were you in the last one? What did you kind of focus on? Were you nice, or are you kind of? I was. I was everything. I'm, uh, I was literally everything. I would, I was uh, like one original playthroughs or like first playthroughs, I'd be Paragon. And then towards the, uh, you know, when I come back, I do Renegade. And then sometimes I try to be neutral. Like I actually focused on stuff, you know? Yeah. When you played it, did you carry it? Were you, did you play it on the same system that you carried your character through from game to game? I don't, I don't think. I think the first two I did, the last one I did not. That was something that really impressed me that I really liked a lot. And that, considering how much time passed between one through three and the fact that PCs changed and stuff like that. And there wasn't like steam when the first one came out, I don't think, or at least it wasn't as big as it is now. It, how it was able to like maintain and keep, I was able to keep my character like consistent all the way through. And that was really awesome. But I'm excited to go back to it now and like pick a new character and just like roll through that story. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. I'm all about it. And I'm like, I know people that are going to be playing it for the first time this time around. And I'm so excited to talk to them about what I think is probably one of the best like video game stories of all time. If you say so. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. It's be amazing. Can't wait. Sweet. Can't wait. Sweet. All right. And uh, that's going to wrap up our show this week, everybody. Be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more from your favorite video game podcast. If you like what you hear, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to join us on our stream probably this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash cast. If you want to support our show, you can donate on our website over at thenegiver.net. All donations go towards making the podcast, videos, and streams even better. You can also join in on the conversation over our Discord channels. Check out the show notes for that link. And as always, if you cannot contribute monetarily, please take time to share this episode with a friend, family member, or loved one. The more eyes we get in front of our content, the faster we grow, and it helps more than you know. So thank you for continued support. I'm Austin Morales. And I am Brynoski. And you've been listening to the Indie Gamer Podcast. Catch you guys next week. Podcast out! <laughs>